Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. When it comes to wardrobe staples, the things that feel as good as they look are what we wear again and again. But finding those perfect closet additions can be tough, especially in the shoe department. Unless you're shopping at Rothy's and their sustainably made machine washable shoes that are built to last because they knit both style and comfort into every pair. The Rothy's signature sneaker combines game-changing comfort with a tirelessly cool look. So it goes with every outfit, from casual to elevated. And their one-of-a-kind driving loafers feel great with or without socks and come in classic colors and eye-catching patterns. Forget about the break-in periods you expect from other shoes. The soft, flexible materials and wildly comfortable Rothy's insoles make their shoes one of the most wearable right out of the box. Find out what the hype is all about. Discover your new favorite pair of shoes and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com forward slash hype. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash hype. Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right, and when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 855-432-4905. Reputation Defender is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results, where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take charge of your reputation. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 855-432-4905 for free advice on your situation. That's 855-432-4905. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Goldilocks Productions presents the Inspiration from Spirit show with your host, Reverend Lee Chapin. 
The focus and goal for this show is to assist humanity in the awakening of a new level of consciousness that will bring peace to planet Earth. Welcome. It's Monday again. It's Inspiration from Spirit. I'm so delighted to be with you. I hope you had a great weekend. I want to thank all those loyal listeners that have been following my show. I'm so grateful for your listening to my show and for those who are new to the show today i want to thank you as well for being with us today again i have tiffany uh who is the host or excuse me the producer of goldilocks productions we had her on last week tiffany white sage woman she is a powerful powerful soul and i'm that's why i had her back again so many of you already know her but for those who are this is the first time you will be excited to hear Tiffany's story. So Reverend Tiffany, White Sage Woman, is a seraphim blue print practitioner, level four cosmic heart healer. She's a Reiki master teacher, a divine channel, psychic medium, holistic health care practitioner, and ordained spiritual interdenominational minister. She is the owner of Goldilocks Temple of Healing in Connecticut. Tiffany produces podcasts, radio, TV shows, and events for those in the spiritual, metaphysical, and holistic profession. Her website is www.whitesagewoman.com. Last week, we talked with Tiffany about Atlantis and her views about Atlantis. Today, we want to talk a bit more uh, about Tiffany and her special gifts because she is a powerful, powerful medium, healer, and intuitive. And we were talking about the mind-body connection. We were talking about how our emotions and our thoughts and our energy of field affect our health. And so, Tiffany, thank you for being on the show again because I want to continue this conversation because it was quite fascinating as you were sharing about how you were a young child and you saw the energy around your mother, I think, prior to her sickness before she had gotten cancer. And so I wanted to really talk with you about how you work. I didn't know if you were a medical intuitive or how you work with that, but I found it very fascinating. So thank you for being again, for being on the show. You're, you're such a delight. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And so it's, um, okay. So, so medical intuitive is a scientific term and I kind of stay away from any, anything quite honestly, that's scientific and have too many labels. Um, working with the angels is all very simplistic fast energy and so it's um it's just been a part of who i am for such a long time that i it wasn't until uh you know going when you get older and you want to Mm -hmm. oh let me find like-hearted people and so you go and you try to develop yourself or hang around with other people and find out that maybe your your um, abilities are all different and how you've come into it and so it's um I find it, you have to be you and allow the energies to come in the way that it will. If you try to force another way, um, it it will hurt you as far as the connection wise and will block you. So this is, somebody needs to hear this because it's, you know, whatever you call yourself, um, you know, a psychic, a medium, we are all ascending at a fast rate and we're we actually are tapping into celestial insights now. And they really don't have, they don't have labels. It's just behind that vibration of love. It's just right there. All right. And so trying to explain things growing up, I mean, how do you, my mother didn't understand. She didn't want to hear about the things that, that I saw, you know, that I could feel, sense and know. She didn't want to hear about it. Um, and my grandparents, 
on both sides, uh, my mom and my dad's parents were very supportive. Uh, but I watched my mom and my biological dad go through a tremendous divorce. And that's what set her on her spiral down, so to speak, health-wise. And, uh, and, and even though, you know, she got remarried and, uh, you know, she had like these happy times that were dating and they got remarried. It was already inside of her, so to speak. She had already allowed the, the cancer to be activated in her body and it took a couple of years and so by the time I was 10 it was activated she had been remarried for like a year and a half and can I uh, stop you for a second can yeah. you can you tell me a little bit about that activation so that energy already oh, was sure. imprinted within her energy field because of her emotions is that what so you're- I was probably like five when five or six when I saw this because uh, I was in elementary school, so I was going to school. So I was like five or six, and that was around the time that they they separated. He left with me, um, and my, my brother was a baby, because there's like four and a half years between my brother and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was her watching her struggle as a single mother, watching her being upset, and I could see the people's energy, and I could see what's in their aura. I can tell when they have um, things that bother them, so mm-hmm. to speak. And um, it was always on when I was little. And I could see this with a lot of people. I could see it with animals. And mm-hmm. but it was something that it was. I, I learned. I thought everybody was like this. Could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Could do that. And. So I was just concerned with, I could see is okay. So it's like in the aura, which is these beautiful energy pulsations, pulsations. Uh, if you were to take a line and like outline your body, outline your body mm-hmm. again, outline it again, that's how it looks, the aura and the vibration pulsates. Okay. And you can see color. Um, to me, when I see, <laughs> I see black spots. Some people can see color. (laughs) I can see some of the colors. I could see black spots. And if they're outside your luminous energy field or your aura, that's good if it's on the outside. But when you get depressed, when you get so sad, when you get so down and you don't take care of yourself, mind, body, and soul, we create these little openings in our auras these little gaps and they come in to our aura. So warning when I saw something go into her aura that was not hers. I mean, as far as it wasn't for her highest and greatest, Mm -hmm. I knew that, that, okay, something's up. Something's not right. Um, I also noticed that if she laughed, if she felt relaxed, that this, that this um, black spot became distorted. It almost was like fading. Okay. But as soon as she gave it energy again, it held in, it gripped and, um, and it grew. And I, so I knew it wasn't an entity. It, It was totally from her and her giving, feeding it, activating it, giving it life. Um, but it really was, Activated, I should say, activation is when it comes into your body. So it was being fed on the outside in the aura. 
and then I watched it go into her body. Mm-hmm. And um and then I was just like, okay. Huh. And that was about it. You you know, um the, her her mother had died at that time, my grandmother, and my grandmother came to me. We're having conversations. And I don't remember all of the conversation, but I know we talked about mom. And so I was telling, I knew my grandmother crossed over before my mom did. And I woke up in the next morning and I was like, I don't want to go to school today. I need to stay home with you because I knew she was going to get the call. Mm -hmm. I want to stay home with you. I'm going to be here for you. And she's like, go to school. I was like, grandma came to me in my dream last night and guess. And she's like, no, I'm not hearing this. Go. And you're still five when that's all this Yeah, happened? I was like five or six. I was like in kindergarten wow. in first grade. Because I remember the bus pulled up. I got on the bus and I was crying. I'm like, I don't want to go to school. Mom's going to find out my grandma died. It, the bus driver was so shooken. She got off the bus and went to go talk to my mom. Oh <laughs> but my I goodness. still had to go to school. And, and I'm telling you, here I was like five or six. I was probably more like six years old. Mm-hmm. I spent the day in the bathroom I skipped school. Well, I was in school, but I skipped my classes. I just spent the day in the bathroom, saw what time it was, and then went, got on the bus and went home. And I went home to my mom being hysterical, just crazy, mm-hmm. and was like, you know, tell me about the dream with, with, with my mom, with, with your grandmother. And I was like, you don't want to hear it. You know, and, and I was like, she came to me and told me what was happening, that, you know, she wasn't going to wake up from her sleep. And then she was like, stop, that's it. And I was like, so, oh my goodness. Was that confusing for you to have? I mean, yeah, that's, it, for a little kid, was, that sounds like a lot. It was confusing, yeah. but I had my grandparents to talk to, and they, they were very. Now, I, I guess going, I thought, okay, well, they have the gift. Maybe she just didn't activate it. I mean, uh-huh. activate her gift or her abilities, which we can do mm-hmm. too, or allow it. Maybe I should say that to happen. Um, but whatever my grand my grandparents on both sides were very very understanding, and so now it was just my grandpa on my mom's side, mm-hmm. uh, and my other my other grandparents. And they were very very spiritual, even though they were in religious environments, of course. Um, but they allowed me to talk and to be me. They would ask questions. We would have these mm-hmm. great conversations. You know, for being so young, it would just blow their minds. Now, my grandfather was also very protective over me, and he stopped letting me take the, he drove me to school, elementary school, junior high. I mean, he wasn't going to let me ride the bus if he didn't have to, and he didn't want me around that. There was this protection. He's very protective. Yeah. Yeah. So, because he was explaining that the rest of the people just aren't like this, or, you know, um. And so you have to be careful who you talk to like that. Okay. And, um, oh, and I was lucky like, to have him. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Him and, and my um, dad's parents, but, but my dad's parents died when I was 12. My mom had remarried. I mean, and there was four kids from my, I call my bonus dad's family. So it was this intermingling. I felt forced energy of everyone put together quickly and I didn't even know who I was I was lost and confused um with all of it I started to feel like my identity was slipping because now you know once that my my dad's grandparents had died within two weeks of each other 
my grandfather first he had an aneurysm and i watched my grandmother we called nanny she willed herself to die i watched she laid in bed for a week cried and cried and cried mm. and i knew she was gonna pull the yeah. plug because uh-huh. she she's like i don't want to live without him they were so they were so close so connected mm-hmm. and so then i was like just like that within a month I lost them both, you know, and it was just, I didn't lose them. They would come to me and they would talk to me mm-hmm. and they provided great comfort for me. And my mom had heard a conversation going by the room and I was talking to them and I was, she's like, who are you talking to? And I was like, they're here visiting me and covering me. She's like, you've got to stop this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Don't you see them? No. You know, and. And she was like, this isn't healthy. I'm going to take you to talk to somebody. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, no. I so you never, lost, you never lost your connection then? I never lost a connection, but I stopped talking about it because my grandfather, her mm-hmm. own dad, said, you need to be quiet. You can't oh. even confront your mom. He yeah. was like, you know, I, you know, that's why he stepped in and was very protective. I'll take her to school. I'll watch her. I'm going mm-hmm. to to make sure that, you know, he is like, no, psychiatrist in that time. He was like, I don't want you seeing a psychiatrist either. They're going to try to take you away or put you, know, you medicate in- you or something yeah, or yeah. do something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, we're not doing that. And so it was just as like, okay. So he really, um, and he was there until about high school. He had a couple of strokes and he lived with us. Um, I was the only one who could get him to eat and to interact with him. Um, he was, you know, he, he just, he was there in his mind, but it was just really quiet and non-responsive. All the, the strokes had an effect on his physical body. Um, so my mom would always like be in my room, and she was like, "Come, your grandfather. He won't eat for me." And I'm like, "You're tense. You're stressed. And you sit in front of him. I wouldn't want to eat in front of you either." She, of course, I couldn't keep my mouth shut with my mom. You know? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was gonna say, "Oh Lord, what a relationship you had, huh?" I know. So I would go feed him. I'm like, I'm sorry. You want a donut, Grandpa? You know? And so, because that was one of the things he would always take me. You get upset. Come on, let's go get a donut. <laughs> so, yeah. so it was, that was great until he, he did. Finally, he had one more stroke that just almost left him in a vegetative state. And so um, then it just required a lot of care. And, but I would always let him know I was there and, and loved him. And, and so... You know, but it was uh, it was very hard process, um, you know, w- with that. But to back up a little bit, when I was ten and she was that got that got that first diagnosis of cancer it was breast cancer, and she was oh my gosh, that's it, I'm dying, and I'm like you're not dying now, it's not your time. But she mm-hmm. was to the point of I'm packing everything up. So I'm packing this up. I want you, brother, to have this. I want you to have this. And I'm putting notes in everything. And it's like, would you please stop? You're freaking the family out. And she, and she, I was like, it's not your time. And she goes, how do you know? You don't know that. Only God knows that. And I was like, well, there's some angels standing right here. And they're validating. It's not your time right now. You don't know what to do. I was like, so take it up with them, you know? <laughs> so, oh, my God. She didn't know what to do with you, I bet. She, she did not know, know yeah. what to do. And, and so yeah. it was just it was like, okay. And then it was, um, 
I was very, everything that had happened with, I didn't really know what happened with my dad and mom. All of a sudden, that whole family aspect. And then uh, I know she had dated a couple of times. I would always try to sabotage those relationships. <laughs> I was so bad. But I could read, this guy's not good for you. Are you kidding me? Um, but then my bonus dad came when they were dating. I was like, hmm, he seems like a good guy. But that trust, right? But then one time um, I was... I was uh, walking past their bedroom door and I heard them talking and her, you know, about the cancer and, and, and everything and kids. And she's like, what happens if I die, you know, with kids and stuff? And he was like, I love you. I'm going to be with you no matter what. And I will adopt those kids. I was like, wow, he's a keeper. I'm like, I'm going to ease up on him and be nice. now." You know? <laughs> I was like, he goes, we're going to go through this together. And, I was crying because it was so beautiful and touched my heart. And I was like, Aww. yeah. And so uh, I'm like, yes. Uh, so she passed her 14 year mark, just growing up everything, you know, um, my brother had graduated high school in 90 and that was when she um, had got, um, I, I think I skipped something. I'm sorry. Let me go back here at the in 88. She had a second reoccurrence lymph nodes underneath one of her arms that was taken care of. Everything's fine. But a year later, it came back. She found out Christmas of 89, right before Christmas of 89, that it came back in the bones. And she told us around holiday time and that this will be my last she was, she knew, and I knew, and the way she just looked at me, and I didn't rebut anything, and I just was like, it's time now, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so, uh, but she, she was able to hang in there, so see my brother graduate high school, and, um, in October of 90, um, well, she was able to see him graduate from high school, see me married, and then, uh, she crossed over in October. I found out I was in my first trimester. I found out I was pregnant with <laughs> our first, with the first grandchild. So oh. she was in and out of her mind at that time, in and out of her body, I should say when, and I would go to the hospital every day and sit with her and we would have great conversations sometimes, but then she would slip. And one mm-hmm. time I was feeding her and she, and I saw the light back in her eyes and she's like, what are you doing? Stop feeding me. I can feed myself. And I'm just like, And then she was like, oh my gosh, you're pregnant. I won't be here to see the kid. I was like, oh, you're going to go spend some time with this baby before the baby comes in. So yeah, you get to do something special, you know? And uh, I was like, so there you go. Everything's going to be fine. So she, she, she was fighting. She was like, I'm trying to fight to stay. And I was like, but you know, I don't want you to be in pain. That's not a way to live either. And it's in your bones. There isn't Mm -hmm. right now, you know? And, uh, so I'm glad I did that. I mean, I literally, I had a very sick first trimester. I was running to the hospital, throwing up. (laughs) <laughs> and then sitting with my mom. I mean, the nurses were even concerned. They were like, we need you to stay calm <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, for the baby, please, and all of this. And it was just as like, uh, I'm fine, you know. Um, and so 
they, you know, it was just all so everything happened the way that it was supposed to for her, even though she mm-hmm. probably wanted to renegotiate her contract at that time. But, you know, um, when we got the call and we showed up and, and my, my bonus dad, my dad comes running out of the room and he was like, you've got to look at her, look at her. She has a smile on her face. She, she crossed over in her sleep the night before and we all got the call. And so I went in there with my dad and uh, my bonus dad and, and she did, she had a smile on her face and I was like, see, and we said, see, you know, but that's fine. And that for him and I just, it it was what we needed. Mm -hmm. We really did. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, great. So I don't know how much he knew about my abilities or anything like that at that time. We really just didn't talk about it. He was a very quiet man. He didn't talk too much, period. <laughs> um, but he did say that, uh, you know, because I was like, wow, the timing and everything. Uh, and then when my, son, the, the, when my son was born, I was like, the timing. And he goes, you know what, though? Everything works out great. He goes, because this child's giving me a reason to stay here. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Oh, and, uh, and the same with, um, and then, <laughs> but my sons are 15 months apart. So, <laughs> um, and they were his boys. I mean, they absolutely, you know, he had wrote a note after my mom died and my mom crossed over or transitioned, went to a different, different plane. Um, when, he wrote a note to, to my eldest son and he stuck it, you know, it was, it was, uh, what they you'd like to used to do is to get the newspaper the day somebody's born or something happens, right. And save that newspaper. This is what happened the day you were born. So he yeah. did that for our eldest son. Well, we didn't know he stuck a note in there. Then he wraps mm-hmm. it with saran wrap and, um, he gives it to us and he goes, put this aside. And so we did. And, uh, and I was like, oh, okay, that's great. And he um, he had a clean bill of health. And his him crossing over, getting word of his death hit me harder than my mom. I guess maybe when you know someone is sick, mm-hmm. you know, there's that process. Uh, but it, um, he had, I talked to him every week at one point. We had moved to Georgia because my husband was active duty and military he was in the Navy. So we, we moved out of Virginia because we had lived together for a while after my mom died. We all lived together. And that was that was great. And I was concerned about leaving when my husband got transfer papers. It was like, I'm going to leave my dad. And my husband was just mm-hmm. like, you know, you're married. You have your own family. Parents expect mm-hmm. their kids to leave. And I'm like, I know, but I'm concerned about my dad. Right. And he wouldn't move down. He goes, no, George is too hot. I'm not moving down there. <laughs> so, uh, he wouldn't come with us. So I was like, all right, that's, that's fine. So uh, four years later, like in 2004, we, we had my half-brothers and sisters. God love them. Couldn't remember our, my phone number. So they sent Sheriff's Department to our front door at 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm to deliver the message about, about our dad. And I was like, that was scary. First off to have cops knocking on your door at 11 o'clock at night, you know, expect it. My husband was out to see, by the way. So, well, in the sheriff, he comes in and he was like, 
um, I have this message. And I'm like, okay, the boy's here. They get out of bed. They were, they were young. And, and so I knew immediately when I had to call my, um, my half brother, my older half brother, because I knew he was the one he talked to, you know, and uh, that was going to be the executor and take mm -hmm. care of everything. So I knew that when to call him, that something had happened. And so it was um, a process. Uh, but it, uh, we, then we got orders to move here. I'm going to tell you why I'm telling this, this story this way in 2005, uh, we moved to, we got orders to Connecticut. So we came and we moved here and it was unpacking and we were setting everything up and setting, we always homeschooled. So our dining room, we didn't have a dining room. Our dining room became the office and the homeschool became the school room. And, um, I have this huge executive desk to this day that, we all we homeschooled on and so are homeschooled with anyway. So the point is that we were setting up the office and we find this newspaper that dad had wrapped up for um, my oldest son, Brian. And so Brian opens it and he's like, look, there's a letter inside. What? <laughs> and so he's reading it and we're just both in tears at that time. And it was so, you so profound. We didn't even know he wrote a note until after and it was just so beautiful, beautiful. And he was one of the first, in, other than my grandparents, he came to me pretty quick. My dad did, my bonus mm -hmm. dad. And um, so beautiful. And to this day, they both my parents, they still come to me, all, all my parents, my biological dad. Um, and as a matter of fact, my bonus dad told me to get in touch with my biological dad, put away any anger. Mm -hmm. Mend those fences because his time's limited too. Uh -huh. Wow. And so we did. And we did. And in 2008, he had crossed over. Uh, but he had made himself sick too with the form of cancer. <laughs> so when, it, and this is, the, this is the illusion that you think everything's fine because you're moving on. Mm -hmm. He had married, he remarried. He was on his fourth marriage. <laughs> oh, your dad. Yeah. Uh, uh, my biological dad was on his fourth marriage. Um, but she was, she was a keeper. She's my bonus mom. I'll call her my bonus mom. She's a sweetheart. And, uh, it's so when you bury something that's upsetting and throws you off balance, it's still in your body. I believe that's a true Pandora's box. When we are storing stuff that is toxic for us in our own bodies, acid hurts the container more than anything else. Right. And when, when we activate um, dis-ease with anger, with depression, with any off-balancing emotion or way of being, um, you can turn that around, but you have to catch it early. Mm -hmm. And in um, extreme cases, if it's just not your time either, to, to cross over if your mission's not complete there are it's miracle status but they work for that too they really work hard to balance themselves mind body and soul all across the board all right and that's how the miraculous healings come in mm -hmm. is because they're they're not playing around and they really want to to heal themselves so you can heal yourself but we need to always make sure that we are checking ourselves on a daily basis 
mind so how, do you, how do you how do you keep your energy clear for those who are like concerned like oh you know my thoughts and emotions are affecting me how do we how do we keep our aura clear how do we keep our energy field clear well very whether you can see your aura or not this is the most powerful powerful thing ever is just i like to take it doesn't matter which hand you, you know um, you use first. You take your left hand or your right hand, just right over the Sacred Heart Center, right here, and feel the power. Feel that heartbeat. Take deep breaths, and this is the key: take really deep breaths in and release. Connecting with the Sacred Heart Center, right here. You feel that heartbeat. You're alive. Take deep breaths, and then connect with the heartbeat of source which is the cosmic heart mm-hmm. connect with the cosmic heart that that heart of god the source you know i just call it source all right and when you do that feel it just wash over you completely now you let it wash over you doesn't matter if it's from head to toe if you have very yang energy it's going to come first from the top all right and then go down if you have very yin energy it's going to come from your feet up it, so can you explain the difference between yin and yang for those who don't yep. know yep so yang is very masculine and i find most men like to start in the stars and pull mm-hmm. the energy down through the crown down into the earth many women and yin is very feminine and if you're an earth guardian or you really love this earth and you work with mother earth and nature, we're going to pull it from the earth up through our feet and up mm-hmm. and out. But it's a continuous loop. All right. right? It, it's not mm-hmm. in a straight line. It's like a figure eight. Right. All right. So feel that just being bathed. You're being bathed in light. Mm-hmm. And if you see different colors flashing, that's great. Um, and then take this light, hold it right here in the Sacred Heart Center for a moment, and blast it out in all directions, cleansing your aura. That's a very fast, quick, effective way to cleanse your aura. The intention when this happens is I am cleansing my body, my aura, my energy field of anything that's not for my highest and greatest, releasing mm-hmm. it all, releasing everything that's not yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's also not for your highest and greatest. Anything that throws you off balance. And that blast of light, it's just cleansing everything. And as it's pushing things out now, it's going to leave holes of where something removed. Mm -hmm. And you can pack that full of love, do another blast that's going to seal those holes, seal anything, whether they're rips, cracks, holes, whatever, what that what was removed all right is being replaced now with love with nuggets of love (laughs) you know whatever you know have fun with it but just you have to visualize this and so and then you as you feel it and then you'll get to the point you do it enough that you wow you really do feel it see it and everything all at once okay and do you do do you do energy healings with people to do that to help them? Yes, yeah, I do. As a matter, you know, and and here's the thing: is when you are are doing that, and I'm in your presence, 
I'm triggering your soul and your energy pretty much. Let's do a check. And then mm -hmm. if I, and then it, it can just be as simple as, all right, let's, let's go for you too as healers. I'm going to make that simple intention for you too, to clear everything from your energy field. Um, I'm constantly scanning the 12 chakras because I see mm -hmm. the chakras and I see the energy. So as I'm running through, I'm not going to leave somebody. And this is though free will. The intention of if you want that intention of releasing, let's release right now and let it go. If they want to hold on to it, all I can do is just give a gentle wash. But letting go is up to that person. All right, this is how sometimes people feel like healings don't work. Well, did you do your part? Mm -hmm. Right. And and I I've had where I've heard that people uh, different people, a friend of mine told me that she was gonna be leaving. And so, you know, her spirit had come to me and said she was gonna be leaving. I think that took maybe a couple of years and she died in February. So can you tell the listening audience about how that works where the soul is already agreed before the, sh you know, people make their transition? You, can, can you explain that or do you have an understanding of that? Yeah, sure. So we, we do come in with the mission and with the soul agreement. And this is and the things that we want to accomplish in the lifetime. And we know now here's the interesting thing is that we have and this number can vary, but it's usually five to six exit points which means we have five or six options to leave and they can be very subtle that we don't even pay attention and they can be major considered as ndes near-death mm -hmm. experiences mm -hmm. all right you survive it you chose not to leave that was one of your exit points but the final one we we can't negotiate you know we we have to this is our time now yeah. all right um and, and so it's and like I said, there's just so many of them and little subtle ones. All right. Um, is where you can change your mind. Say you're going, you're driving and you go the same path every day. You change your mind and go a different route. Mm -hmm. May had just avoided something. All mm -hmm. right. My youngest son, when he was born, stopped breathing. Oh my goodness. He turned blue. Um, the nurse took him out of my husband's arms and ran down the hospital. We were still in the hospital after giving birth to him. And later that night when the nurse, one of the nurses, a male, a male young nurse, maybe he was a helper. He comes back in and brings my son to me and he goes, this little guy had us worried. We thought he was a goner. And he looks at me and he goes, "Uh Oh, I don't think I should have said that. And I was like, no, I needed to hear that. Thank you. I was like, it's okay. I'm not going to say anything to anybody. I'm not going to tell yeah. on you uh -huh. that you said that. And I just held him and I was like, thank you for staying. Because I knew he Aww. had a choice. Aww. And yeah. to this day, every time they'll hug him sometimes, and I'll be like, I'm so glad you stayed with us. Like, stop yeah. it. You know? <laughs> right. yeah. But that too, think about that. Um, we can probably identify some of those exit points that we said no. Um, mm -hmm. I had an interesting one, but I don't want to go into it. Um, it was an experience, an out-of-body experience. I had at a dentist's office of all places. Uh, so, it, But when people know it's their time. Now, with your mm -hmm. friend, 
they will start making preparations. Even with my dad, and I didn't see it right away, my bonus dad, a year before he crossed over, he stopped doing, he loved bowling. I'm going to stop bowling now. And I thought, what? He's bowled as long, forever. As long as, you know, I'm like, you always went bowling. You were such a dedicated bowler. Is your hands hurting now? You know, knuckles, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. No, I just feel it's time to stop. Mm -hmm. The signs are always there. We refuse to see them. And I knew afterwards was, I was in denial. I didn't want to believe that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But all the signs then, you know, recall those signs and going, yeah, he did. And the way that he, and this is why he was telling me, you had to deal with your mom. I'm not going to have you do with, with me either. Even though I know you'd be fair with the half brothers and sisters, because I'm going to make your half brother, you know, the executor and and handle everything. And I was like, okay, dad. And um, I understand that that's fine. It should be his only male son. Right. Mm -hmm. Other than, I mean, he adopted my younger brother, but, I was like, no, I, I totally agree with that. But then there was other signs. He started bringing us stuff. I want the boys to have this. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Again, you know, it was, and it wasn't all like at one time. It was spread out over yeah, a uh-huh. year's time. Certain things started happening. So they do know. And mm-hmm. uh, when he was, he's come back, and we've had great conversations. And he has, he did say yes, he did know. And I'm like, okay, all right. And he didn't, everything happened just fine. I had gone through guilt for not, I wasn't there when he crossed over. As a matter of fact, his body, no one found his body for like three, four days later, a friend came over to see, to check on him. And um, they had to, when the cops were called, they had to use his, they couldn't really even identify him, even with his ID. This is how long he was left without anyone. Do you know that really got to me? Because I was like, if we were there, there's no way in the world it would go that long. Yeah. And he, so he would come to me and he was like, you need to stop. Because there's no way I would want you or those boys, you know, my sons, mm-hmm. to find me like that. And he goes... Or any of the kids. He's like, he's being protective of all of you. It's okay. You know, and uh, so that helped me because we, we got to be careful right. with that. Guilt is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't ever feel guilty if you can't be there for a loved one, whether it, it, it's 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 a, a parent or a sibling or even a friend, right? A close friend. Uh, but, yeah, I do believe they, they know and they'll give you signs. And some of them are at complete peace with it by the time that happens. Was she at, in peace, at peace? Well, she had told me she was ready to leave her body. She had told me yeah. that there in July go. before she died. And, you know, she, she had said, you know, Lee, I, I can't wait to get out of my body. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I had talked to her, you know, a week before she had passed. Uh, and, um, but I just thought it was interesting. She came, her higher self or whoever it was, came to tell me, you know, in advance, you know, that she was leaving. Um, Because she'd been a good friend of mine for, you know, since 1984. She was my spiritual advisor, teacher, you know, that had helped awaken me. So, you know, we communicate telepathically. Did you know the moment she crossed over? 
Uh, no, but she came to me the next day and I saw her above my TV. I saw her, uh, her image. I knew that was her because it looked like her hair, yeah. uh, which was interesting. So, um, uh, and then, no. Uh, uh, so I haven't heard from her since. Yeah, I just saw, you know, her. Right. She, she, she's ascended quickly. I mean, she's working big time, but she, uh, <laughs> oh, my dog validating that. <laughs> Sorry oh. about that. That's a dog. <laughs> my dog is scared. Okay. Um, somebody's at the door. All right. So, uh, that's, that's great. Um, uh, even those that ascend really quick. They, they, and they still go, they go right back to, they go to work, but they feel so free um, because it's so heavy, uh, but it is getting lighter now in this ascension process. But, uh, you, know, you know, she still comes around you. She gives you little nuggets, little tidbits, even if it's just this beautiful blast of love. Oh. And, but, but she told you because in a way you helped her, whether you can remember or not, you did help her uh, cross over. So just by being there for her, you gave her that energetic support. Oh, just by being her friend, you mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Just by yeah, being this, having that connection. Yeah. She, uh, I became, she was my teacher and then, she, then sort of the roles reversed, you know, then I grew and sort of uh, kind of grew past her in a sense. You know, at least on whatever level, and then she'd ask me questions. And it always seems sort of strange because, uh, you know, in the early days I knew nothing. Uh, but oh, that's nice. That's nice to know. Yeah. And and then when people are ready to cross over, like you know, my dad is trying to cross over, and he's. Uh, can you share with others about how, um, like I I feel like he's not in his body. And he's also hallucinating, where we call it hallucinating and seeing things that are not there. Can you share with others so they might have an understanding of what happens at, at the end of life for some folks? Yeah, that, that will happen. They will be in and out of their bodies. Um, that's what happens a lot. Alzheimer's, uh, mm-hmm. they, they totally, they will leave their bodies a lot. Um, they're not going to stay. We, we, every one of us, we leave our bodies every night. We, our soul can't stay <laughs> in our bodies confined. So we astral travel. We, we leave astral projection. So I mean, just in the astral plane, we, we do leave our bodies. But for those that um, are, they know that they are, are going to, that, that it's time to leave, so to speak, the physical body. Um, they start going out. Now, it's, it's not terrible. It's a beautiful thing because if you think it's beautiful, let's flip this around here. Souls do that before they come in. Mm-hmm. My Brian, my, my oldest Brian hung out beside me and told me, this is what I want my name. This is how you're going to spell. We'd have conversation <laughs> before he plugged in, his soul plugged oh in to his body wow. and my belly. Uh-huh. Kids do that. You can have conversations before they even come in. So absolutely Mm -hmm. we can have these, you know, we can have conversations um, with others, um, a big, you know, so somebody might start talking about, oh, there's a relative that's crossed over. I'm having a conversation with them now. Mm -hmm. Okay. The fact that for them, the veil is very thin um, or, or 
that their intuition now they have increased. It's all part of their ascension process. Things are dropping off. The heaviness of the 3D is dropping off for them and they are ascending and they yeah. feel it and it is exciting. And it, as long as there isn't any heaviness to hold them here, a family dispute, a family feud, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff can, can prevent people from, um, let me say transitioning easily and quickly mm-hmm. because when it's your time, it's your time. Uh, but it's, it's all, and we would want our loved ones to just try to cross over as much peace as possible. All right. Not, not be bickering or have, you know, that person that's crossing over feel like there's unfinished business because the adults around them can't take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that kind of thing. They'll hold on. Or in some cases, if they're very, uh, they're, say, say they ha- they are not spiritual, they're very material and they want to hold on to something materialistic. Mm-hmm. That's happened too. They'll want to hold on to, no, this is all mine. I can't, I don't want my greedy family to get this, you know? So I mean, <laughs> it's, it's all different types of yeah. whether they want to hold on or let go, but they still are going to let go. Uh, I would choose the peaceful way it makes it easier. And, um, and, but right now we're during this ascension process, everyone's crossing over faster, easier. It, it, the transition is much smoother. All right. It really is. And so when I ask, because we truly are multidimensional in the ascension process, the third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension, and I ask where we are, and this was the heaviness that Reverend Lee and myself were feeling weeks ago, is we have moved more into the fourth dimension. Mm-hmm. What's the fourth dimension? We call fourth dimension heaven. <laughs> so there's a heaviness mm-hmm. when we when we are moving, we're, we're moving up now. Yeah. It used yeah. to be, they were telling me by certain degrees, a degree, a two degree, three degrees at a time in the Ascension process. Now it's going much faster. We're getting more, the more degrees it's increasing. So we're, it's, whoa, what's happening. We're really feeling it. And it can throw us off balance too. Um, when we feel we're in a frequency, we're not used to. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, these are the things to look look to or maybe validation of that that we're in that fourth dimension whether it's the veil is dropping we're seeing more we're experiencing more our um god-given blueprint gifts of intuition is is clicking in now people are hearing and seeing and experiencing things maybe they didn't used to before you're going to see lights peripheral vision going off Mm -hmm lights lights movement you're going to see more spirit whether it's it's animals or people um our loved ones so don't don't let that scare you all right and what also happens in the fourth dimension in heaven is a life review this happened to me last week i literally had a life review in front of my face i was awake wow and what's different between a life review and memories Memories pop up. They're supposed to help you heal too. If if it's a, a memory that's kind of agitate, you know, agitates you, that's meant to heal and let go, uh, resolve, you know, release and resolve. Um, 
But this was really like, it does look like a movie reel. You know, the film, you know, the mm. movie reel going chunks at a time. It wasn't my whole life. It was like a chunk for minutes. Then it would stop. Minutes later, another chunk. Minutes later, and it's like three or four times I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a life review, isn't it? And I was like, I literally sat down and asked my angels, am I crossing over now? <laughs> and they're it like, just happened? The last week, you know, and, and I'm like, am I crossing so over? Skinny. Bless you. And they were like, no, we're more now into the fourth dimension. And what happens in the fourth dimension? And I was mm. like, uh, uh, they're like, life review. We are judgment day. There's no judgment. It's a life review. We observe everything we've done because we came in with the checklist. Did I do that? Tick, tick, yes, yes, yes. I got all that done that I set out to do. That's what the <laughs> life review is, is wow. making sure, oh, okay, there's no judgment. It's just an observation, and it's us doing it, not God, not mm -hmm. source. It's us. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I got to share this. They're like, yeah, share, because a lot of people may not realize what's happening, but we have moved more into that heaven area. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, woo. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Well, we just talked about that this morning on my Mary Magdalene. Uh, every Monday morning, I channel uh, Joshua and Mary Magdalene's message. And they talked about uh, heaven on earth today and how we have moved into this grid with the Cosmic Mother. And that the energy of the Cosmic Mother has um, is, is stronger now. And that it's gridding us into this new earth grid that's over our planet. I think I sent you that recording from last week. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so yeah. they were talking about the Cosmic Mother uh, anchoring our energies, and they were talking us about this, which is interesting. You're talking about this this morning. It'll be on my um, YouTube channel if you Google Lee Chapin YouTube or my Facebook if you're a subscriber. Uh, it'll be in written transcript. But they were talking about um, how you uh, you're going to be awakening more, and that you're going to uh, have that uh, full sensory perception, and that you may feel like you're in connection to oneness with all things. People may feel like they're, you know. Uh, maybe took LSD or something like that, where they're like experiencing this oneness, like they're experiencing the oneness with the grass and the trees and that there's no separation. So that the energy of the cosmic mother is helping universally at this time for people to merge into unity, conscious and one and oneness. And I thought, Oh, how beautiful. Cause I had that visual of just the divine mother, just cradling us and nurturing us and supporting us, you know, during this ascension process as we, mm -hmm now begin to shift and balance so that we can come back into sacred union. So that's interesting. You're talking about that. Yeah. So that's, but, and that's great though. It's validations all across the board, you know, and, and I'm hearing other spiritual teachers uh, and awaken are saying the same thing. I, I love to listen to other people and, and, um, and it's like, we might not use the same verbiage, but it's the same message. Mm -hmm. It comes yeah. through. And it's just like, wow, we are really on the right path. We're on the right track, and it is picking up in speed. It is increasing. Mother Earth is, is much higher ascended than we are, and that's why the cosmic, well, she's helping us, mm -hmm. you know, um, too. She's excited. And, and just embrace that. Embrace nature 
We truly are all connected. And uh, this is what we're here for, to bring peace back on this earth plane and to live in peace and harmony um, in, in the fifth dimension and higher. Uh, again, you know, so because earth originally started off as a fifth dimensional planet. And I believe that we, we can live in divine perfection. You know, that we had lived that way before during Atlantis and Lemuria. So as you're talking about today, we're talking about energetic frequencies and keeping our energy pure. We can begin to be have mastery over ourselves. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a uh, it's I know that it's close when I was asking about when do we return back into the state of peace Um and they were okay so i first heard like 2040 um and, and so it's funny because and what triggered it really was just hearing a commercial or something about by by year 2050 we plan to do this and this was years ago and i was like wow okay so will peace ever come back you know and when 2040 and then it's it's keeps being shaved off then it was 2032 right now mm-hmm. our um last year's 2032 and other um and i had had read that for uh, diana cooper tim mm-hmm. wild there's a couple of other spiritual teachers out there that said 2032 uh-huh. well checking in recently i hear we're we are sending so fast Keep shining bright that uh-huh. we keep be 2030. We've, we're shaving the years off. Mm-hmm. So keep, keep going, keep going. And, and um, more and more, more and more people are waking up. More yeah. and more lights are going off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so the, and this is, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful time to be alive. Please look, you know, you have to understand that. Remind yourself because we still got to get through the rest of 2020. <laughs> um, but know that behind the chaos is rebirth. Mm-hmm. The old has to, has to, it's imploding on itself. It has to die. The old structures, they are crumbling. They're falling. All right. And all of this and the, uh, it needs to happen so that the third dimension can completely just dissolve off this earth plane once and for all. And tell us, we just have a couple minutes left, but tell us about the master classes and what Goldilocks production is doing going to be doing yes. in September. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for that. Um, this is something new. We're, we're starting in September, which <laughs> September is with tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we are uh, launching <laughs> two new um, things. Actually, it's called uh, Master Classes is the first thing. And we're giving all of the show hosts, actually the professionals, because um, every show host on Goldilocks Productions, and I'm going to brag, yes, uh, are holistic professionals, all right? And they have great teachings. And so we want to bring forth some classes in a classroom, a virtual classroom setting. And so the very first person who has her classes set up, uh, if you go to the website there, I'll just share it on here too. Oops, that's Amy came in. Hi, Amy. You're excited about the classes. Thank you. 
All right. So here it is. You go to uh, Gordelock's Productions, CT.com, Master Classes. And right now, the classes that are ready to go um, are from. Um, they are um, from Carol Ann Carey. She's been teaching mediumship. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's interested in that, they can, you know, sign up, sign up. Her first class starts this Saturday, the 5th. So, you know, sign up for her classes and it's, it's going to be virtual. You know, you'll come in pretty much like this setting. She'll be teaching, instructing um, everyone who signs up that will get a private link. All right. Uh, to her class. So it's very interesting. It's very fun. And another thing I want to talk about, because this starts also, is the um, message, spiritual message circles. This starts, and by the way, the, the master classes and these spiritual message circles start, they don't have an end date. We're just going to run them. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, these are also... It's like a virtual psychic fair, but it's not. It's different. I'm going to tell you why. Is because we have professionals, and you're going to get messages um, on these particular days. We have them set for for like two Saturdays a month, starting in September, Saturday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time. The difference is is that everyone in, who wants to have a reading, they're they're going to be in 15 minute increments. All right. You come in right here. You're going to come live with at least five of our Goldilocks <laughs> production show hosts slash professionals and get your reading or message. It's going to be everyone, everyone on the panel is going to give you um, a short message, but so insight. It could be guidance. It could just mm -hmm. be insight. It could just, you know, you're going to get a variety of things. And I just, I don't see this being done right now. Not going with from anyone else. It's usually virtual psychic fairs is you have a reading with this one psychic, right? Or this one specialist or, but here we are going to get the whole panel at least five. It could be more. All right. And so they're being sold in 15 minute increments. If you want a half hour, you can do that too. So that is on, excuse me, the, uh, on the website as well under spiritual message circle. So I would hop onto that. There's only two in September, September 12th and then the 26th. And this is um, again at, at 8 PM. Yeah. So you want to make sure you reserve your spot most definitely. And and if these go really fast, know that even if you buy a time, you will you will get in there. We'll just let you know uh, what date it will be. But you will come on with us and you will have to just agree to be on live because it's, it's recorded, obviously, you know. So, um, yeah, so we're excited about yeah, all that'll be fun. Changes. Yeah. Yeah. Some creative ideas. Well, we just have a, a minute left. I want to thank you for being on. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom and uh, all your knowledge about energetics and how it's connected to our health. And uh, again, just being you and your bright light that you're serving and all your wisdom. I love uh, listening to you because you have so much knowledge. So thank you for being on again this week. It was a privilege to be able to have you as my guest. And so we'll see you next week and uh, have a great, great Great, great week, Tiffany. So thank you, my dear. You're you're a blessing. So thank you. Have, namaste, you everybody. So, All right, everyone. All right. Many blessings. Take many care. Blessings. Bye bye. <laughs>
Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic packs. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.